Coming up on this edition of the Golf Digest podcast, we discuss our PGA Tour sleepers for the 2018-19 season and have a chat with former NHL star Jeremy Roenick. My God, my swing feels like an unfolded lawn chair. Why do they even have one if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun. We're having fun. What is this, costume? Mine's off the rack. I wish Tiger Woods was here to help me with this. We'll do it live. Welcome back to the Golf Digest podcast. I'm Alex Myers. Today I'm joined in studio by Keely Levins and Christopher Powers. Uh, guys, we had, you know, a decent uh, start to the PGA Tour season at the Safeway Open out in Napa. Obviously it looked like Brant Snedeker was kind of going to run away with it, but um, your boy uh, Kevin Tway Kevin came Tway. through. 55 to 1. Yeah, odds. talk about your you, – you tabbed him in our – we have our new uh, – weekly gambling column that we all kind of c- contribute to and we have some caddies contributing to although they might not be allowed to anymore yeah that doesn't sound so but good. anyway you picked uh, kevin tway 55 to 1 what what made you uh tipped you off to this <laughs> I'd, lo- guy? I'd love to give you some kind of formula yeah because i'm gonna but, start copying your picks uh i don't know i've kind of always liked this game there's a lot of guys i like you know like patrick rogers like i really like their game and they never actually mm. win anything so right. this was a total <laughs> shot in the dark that i ended up hitting on okay. so it's a good event for those players yeah, that, yeah. that was my actual logic i was like you know maybe this is a good opportunity for a breakthrough there's not a you know snedeker is one of the best players in the f- mm-hmm. not, not that he's not that he's not one of the best players right. in the field but he was one of the favorites i forget who they, i mean phil's odds were still like yeah 25 odds. Or so something. Like, yeah you know, good chance for breakthrough, and he, he ended up pulling it out in a playoff. It kind of got, and he was kind of played himself out of it on the front nine, mm-hmm. and then he was down. But you know, Snedeker obviously helped him out, uh, helped him everybody get back in it, and Toy happened to birdie the last two holes and get in the playoff. Sure. Did you actually put money on it? No, no I no. I went uh, with Bo Hustler. Yeah. Who missed what? The, yeah, we're not gonna talk about all my other <laughs> picks. Every uh, all my other picks missed the cut. Uh, Kevin Toy won, but whatever. So. My pick did okay. Um, no, Luke Alex, List. Alex never List. gives me credit Sir for my Okay, awesome Keely, very picks. nice pick with Luke List. Finally, yes. thank uh, you. You did well. Top thank 10. You, you want to uh, w- yeah. give us what did, what went into your genius pick for well, Luke List? Well, everyone, everyone heard last week I picked it on the podcast. You did. You did. Um, because similar reasons, just like, you know, these first events of the season are opportunities for really good players who haven't won enough to win. Mm. So, did he come through and win? No, no. but he's knocking on the door. Yep. Fina, Tony Fina from... last year, same event, almost yeah. won. Right. So, yeah, yeah, it's definitely one of those events that a young a young rising star can kind of get his career going. It, it's very true, and, um, you know, I, actually I want to point out that I didn't put Luke List or Kevin Tway on my list of sleepers, but only because I set the criteria at 30 or under. And Kevin Tway, I, I was actually scared for That's a second. Crazy. I looked he's, 30. Up. he's 30. I know. So he did not make the cut. <laughs> but Luke List was actually on my list. And then he liked he's that a, list on my list. Yeah. But then I, he's 33. Uh, he had a great season last year, though. He almost yep. won the Honda. Honda. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's one of the big longest hitters on tour. Obviously, we saw in that 18th hole, he eagled the 18th hole to, to even put himself in the mix. So I, I, I think, Keely, you're on to something there. I think he's going to have a win uh, sooner before later. Uh, Kevin Tway, obviously, like you mentioned, Powers, one of those guys, uh, you know, he won the U.S. Junior. He was a star in college. It just took him maybe a little longer yeah. to get going, but 
We saw last year he had a stretch. I think he had three top fives in mm-hmm. a row mm-hmm. at one point in the middle of the season. So obviously um, he's he's pretty sneaky. So he's sneaky. Yeah. He's and I mean you know he's, he's not he's sneaky, but he's not. I mean his dad yeah. was a major champ. Right. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, yeah. Bob Tway, of course, uh, eight-time winner, won the '86 PGA, daggered. Greg Norman, uh, one of the many daggers that Greg Norman <laughs> suffered. Um, you know, actually, including for, including one in the grind from it, the Oh yeah, <laughs> actually, well, you know, his thoughts on Tiger were <laughs> ridiculous. Um, but anyway, you know, it's funny because um, I think they the, the Kevin Tway is now the tenth son of a PGA Tour winner to also win, mm-hmm. and on one hand that seems like a lot, but on the other hand, I feel like. Every son of a PGA Tour player should almost be, uh, I don't know. Really? The, the, yeah, I feel I mean, like it be, more like it skips a generation. Okay, but I don't think there's a lot of grandkids grand yeah, either. there's probably even less. Yeah. I don't, I think it's What do you really, think? You, you, you disagree. As, as a child of a professional golfer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but you're a <laughs> no. really good golfer. I, I mean, I, I'm an okay golfer and my mom never won on tour, but it, it is a, there's a weird like growing up knowing how good your parent was Mm -hmm. I think can affect people in a weird way like it I mean I had a really healthy relationship with golf and my mom Mm -hmm. but I think that like you grow up with so much kind of like pressure and unrealistic expectations that you know golf or any sport like can become not fun Right. So I'm but, I'm impressed when I see kids of yeah, tour winners win. I, I I get that, and obviously there must be something to that. But you also have been passed down probably some some genetic genetics talent there, <laughs> and you know a lot of people don't know what they're good at. But uh-huh. your 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 parents would be pushing you. You know maybe not pushing you, but yeah. like. They know that you might be good at that sport, and so you might get the opportunity then to try that sport. And they know, like, what they, you know, how they got to where they got. Right. And they know what mistakes they exactly. made, so you could just exactly. take advantage of all that. Right. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's an individual sport, and it has to come from so much personal motivation yeah. that it doesn't matter how good your parent was. Right. Well, another one of those uh, father-son duos who was my pick last week, Bill Haas, he... <laughs> They didn't show it on the Golf Channel. I don't know why, but he birdied the 18th hole to finish tied for 10th, which was clutch because he only has a couple starts to. Uh, he's on a minor medical uh, exemption. He only mm-hmm. has a couple starts, and now he gets an extra start uh, in, I believe, the the Sanderson Farms in in a few weeks. Because because Powers, as you mentioned, um, this event is one of those events where you get to see a lot of these young guys play. But now we have three weeks in a row in Asia where those new uh, web.com tour grads and some of these younger guys, some of these guys who were on the sleeper list, uh, don't get to play because they're, they're limited fields. So, um, yeah. but again, so, so good, good for Bill. Uh, I'll pat Keely, I'll pat you on the back. Uh, Luke list, Bill <laughs> top 10. I, I didn't, you know, n- now that we do the gambling column, I should have yeah. made him a top 10. Yeah. Pick yeah. Instead. <clears throat> um, well, they're tougher than you think. Those, t- those they teams. are, they yeah. are. And, and you look at the odds. I was just looking at some, they're not, um, they're just not great. Right, odds. right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You would think, you would think they would be better for, but right. They're even, you know, they're pretty. Right. Not great. Like Justin Thomas this week is obviously the big favorite. Yeah, he's probably like, top five. Even he's even odds to be top yeah, five. Yeah, that so, seems uh, that seems yeah. unfair. But right. Top ten. He's he's like negative. Yeah. I mean, he's you're not even getting anything. So, 
Um, that's tough. All right, so we had Brant Snedeker obviously blow a five-shot lead. Brutal. I was getting all ready to say, oh, man, we wish this guy had been on the Ryder Cup team and everything <laughs> yeah, else. Right? You know, because he just won, obviously, uh, in, in Wyndham, or a few, and then he, but then he got injured again. Um, and then on the European tour at the old course, we had Tiro Hatton, our, fr- Keely, our, our friend. friend of the Golf Digest podcast, yes. also blow a five-shot lead. Tough to see rough. that happen what twice you, in yeah. one weekend. Um, For, by good players, too, not just normal, you know, well, to blow five-shot leads. I think it's a little more understandable for... Tyrrell. I mean, any player coming off the Ryder Cup yeah. must have been A, so exhausted, and B, Tyrrell was super hungover. Yes. So yes. <laughs> you should be impressed he was leading I, anyway. <laughs> I, w- I was going to say that. Chris, w- w- were you impressed by his, your young lad, his ability to, uh, <laughs> yeah. ba- you're get probably about the same age as him, get off literally, literally off the floor, <laughs> off the bathroom floor where he slept Good on God. Sunday night and take the lead and, and by the way, he owns this event. This would have been his third third win in this event. But, yeah, I mean, are you if you're him, are you that upset, or are you kind of thinking, hey, I, I did pretty well considering? Yeah, I mean, to, st- to still be in it up that much through 54 holes after um, what I'm sure was a, a rough weekend is still pretty impressive. But no leads safe anymore. We saw in this event two weeks from now, WGC, yep, Dustin, Dustin last year. Was that like a seven-shot Six, six shot. Yeah, yeah. Even, even the best player in the world yep. can't even – Conditions obviously factor in. I yep. remember that was a super windy day last year for Dustin. I didn't watch much of this Tyrrell Hatton show. It was very was, windy. It was. It okay. was very windy. So much, in fact, they had to move the tee times up and do a shotgun that start. Was so that weird. Was. And I, I was watching, Trying and I had, keep track. Exactly. I forgot. And so Hatton was on the 18th, and Lucas Beauregard uh, of Denmark was on 17. And I'm thinking, well, he probably needs a birdie and Beauregard to, to bogey 17, and then maybe Beauregard would only par 18. Beauregard bogeyed 17, but and um, uh, Hatton parred 18, which was bad because 18 is basically a par three these days. If you ask our, our John Huggins, not very happy about that. Um, <laughs> no, he's not. The ball goes too far. And um, <laughs> oh, anyway, then all, so I was like, all right, well now he still has the 18th hole. Maybe he would make a bogey or something. And then they start shaking hands and stuff. I'm like, what? what, what and it was doing? over. He yeah. finished on the 17th hole, which was so bizarre. But it was also kind of cool because it was yeah. simultaneous. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You didn't see it, obviously. But no. what did there, you? It kind of, I mean, there was some, um, like, I'm trying to remember which year it was. I wrote about it in reference to, like, this year's U.S. Women's Open. Mm-hmm. But there was a women's open where they were playing off of both nines um, because of the weather. And so, like, you, like, finished, and then you're waiting, like, an hour and a half to see if you actually won. Wow. And, like, just hearing players talk about that experience is, I was like, oh, wow, that's really strange. But it would be kind of cool to to experience that, like, kind of, like, tension because it is so different from what we see every other week. I I mean, I thought it was kind of cool. I don't want to see every weekend. Yeah, no, I I agree. I agree. but yeah, just the the thought of these pros going out of shotgun start is pretty fun. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like what we do in fall golf up here when we don't have <laughs> a full day uh, to play. Anyway, Lucas uh, Beauregard won. It was his first European Tour title. Uh, Thomas Bjorn tweeted out after that uh, European champ, European amateur champ, Eisenhower Trophy, a Rolex Series winner, home of golf champion. That's Lucas Beauregard, and two members of the Ryder Cup team, using counting himself as the captain and uh, our boy Thor Bjorn Olsen. Danish golf, so hot right now. So Who hot. Right now? I mean, that is it's Corbin it's a hot spot. Crushed Spieth on Sunday yep. too. Yep. 
Uh, definitely. So anyway, good good job by him. Uh, I did want to talk about a few sleepers we've already alluded to a little. Uh, Kevin Tway, you know, could have been considered a sleeper. It obviously depends on your your definition. Another one, and um, he, he's he's obviously kind of a name, definitely a name that people will remember. Cameron Champ. This guy, we've seen what he could do a couple years ago at, at Aaron Hills at the U.S. Open. He was uh, in the top ten going into the weekend. People were just blown away by how far he hits the ball. Um, he finished T25 at uh, Silverado, which is not bad, but he was like 80th in strokes gained putting and like 90th in around the green. He was first in strokes gained off the tee by a mile. Um, his swing speed is 129.66 average. His ball speed is 192.67. That's 10 miles an hour faster than um, Tom Lovelady, who led the tour last year. That is, this guy is insane. I mean, Anyway, he's my he's right. my guy this year. I, I just think that, you know, if he has any sort of week where he makes any sort of putts, I mean, he's going to be right there. I mean, what do you who do you like this year, uh, Chris? I kind of like. I mean, you had another guy that used to hit it a long way. I don't know if he made your list. I have it up right now, or still hits it a long way. Sorry, um, Haggy. Haggy was on my list last year. So you I just did something on him at Chambers yes. Bay. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He he. He's the, the only guy that's too. even in the discussion really with. Um, Champ. Champ, right, right. He was the one that said he he could keep up with Dustin. Oh yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of expect him to break out this year. And, yeah, he had uh, injury last yeah, year. Yeah, I like Champ, and then that you were on this guy too. So it was Joel in the in the picks. That Sung J M. Yeah, he had a good week in that Silverado. I'm pretty sure. T four. Yep. Um, again, great event for web these guys. Guy. Right, yeah. right off the web, they're still fresh. They get out there, they get into a field where it's not the toughest competition. And they have a chance right away to, you know, get off to a great start, which is what he did last year in Web.com Tour. He won the first event of the season. He was 19. He was the second youngest winner in Web.com Tour history to Jason Day. And he won the season finale. So, yeah, Sung Jae Im is definitely someone to look out for this year. You have anybody, Keels? You want to um, toss a nod? I mean, I like Joaquin Neiman a lot. Yeah, sure. Um, he was on your list, yeah. too. I think... I think this year is going to be a very interesting year to watch him um, just for how well last year went um, sort of unexpectedly, like the number of top 10 finishes. I don't think anyone saw that coming for him. Um, So I think this will be a good year for him to kind of like actually get his feet under him um, and see if he can, I don't know, kind of live up to a bit of the potential that he's shown that he has. He's a very talented athlete all around. I think that, yeah. I think he could be really good. And he was the only guy on the list who was younger than Sung Jae M. He's still 19. Yeah, he's like a yeah. baby. I think he turns 20 like next month or something. So that's God. That's amazing. Yeah, he he's definitely um, a star in the making. Um, speaking of stars, uh, we just we have to mention it just because it just it's a story that will not end. Is this Ryder Cup <laughs> drama? Um, you know, it started with Patrick Reed throwing Jim Furyk and and Jordan Spieth on the bus. Then an anonymous guy came back and said he was full of, you know, and um, now Jim Furyk has basically said the same thing, said that Patrick Reed knew weeks in advance he was playing with Tiger. So are we believing Patrick Reed or are we believing basically everyone else? If you can't believe Jim Furyk, yeah, yeah, who can you believe? That's a great point. 
Yeah, I mean, you I, look I at Burek, him. You I would want... trust him with my life, and I've, I've never met Jim Burek. <laughs> I have talked to his dad on the phone extensively, okay. but <laughs> okay. his dad and coach, his sweet yes, coach. Yes, exactly. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, I don't really know what Patrick Reed's angle was mm. um, in giving the interview that he gave to the New York Times. Um, you know, I would. I wish I could say that he was just really angry and he was just going off the cuff, but it was hours after yeah. everything ended. So, I mean, I don't really know. He right. was, he was upset and you know, he right. it wasn't like he had uh, days to kind of come up with a story. Yeah. That's a good it's, point. It seems like no one was on the same page yeah. that week. Kind of, you know, yeah. furthers the theory that the Europeans are much more together and yeah. more cohesive. Yeah. Unit. Yeah. How could you play as a team with this much drama going on? Like, this yeah. sounds exhausting. Yeah. yeah. Except, you know, it really, if it's only one guy um, feeling it, who knows? But then you had then you had Phil Mickelson come out and say that the, the rough was basically unplayable and <laughs> that uh, playing setups like that are a waste of his time. Which, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but that's a little offensive if you're yeah, yeah. a and Kevin Kisner or Xander Shoffley yes. or someone who didn't get picked right. for the team. And, you know, because... They knew what course this was going to be on, and they knew that Europe was going to set it up in a way that favored them, and and that's part of the reason why people were like, you know, I really wouldn't take Phil. And I was, I'll admit, I was one of the people who said, look, I think he deserves to be on it one more time. He played great at Hazeltine, but if he's going to come in with that attitude, that's that's just crazy to me. Yeah. I, I don't, I didn't get that. Yeah, not 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 great. And then he almost, you know, wins the Safeway Open. Yeah, then he's, yeah, he's playing well. <laughs> On a place, by the way, with, with pretty tight fairways. Right, now, right. The, the rough wasn't quite as crazy, but, right. um, yeah, he definitely – that would have been amazing if he turned around and, and, and won <laughs> that event. And then the other, of course, part that just keeps going on is this Brooks Kepka dustin Johnson and um, – you know, it's it's led to that unbelievably awkward video. That's yes, now, exactly. Uh, Brooks Kepka wins PJ Tour Player of the Year. They have Dustin Johnson show up. What, I mean, are they trying a little too hard <laughs> to cover this up? Or what? Again, look at the Tommy Fleetwood Molinari video. Yeah, unbelievable job by both of them. Yeah, and then you put it up next to the DJ Kepka video, yeah. and it's maybe the most cringeworthy, cringeworthy yeah. thing of the year. Yeah, but well, at least I mean they got it. The players got it right, I think. With I mean, you couldn't you year. couldn't have yeah. two more robotic guys. That's try, true. Try a video like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's not their strong suit there. Um, all right, we got to move on to. We want to get to some celebrity golfers because we have a interview that Chris did with a celebrity golfer, Jeremy Roenick. But first, Mark Mulder, who is. The three-time uh, winner at Tahoe, he, he had his streak stopped this year by Tony Romo, who yep. was kind of the – he took over as the hottest celebrity golfer uh, from maybe – from Mulder and Steph Curry. But now Mulder kind of reestablished himself. I'm amazed more people weren't talking about this. Yeah. Uh, he was one under through 12 holes, gets the exemption at uh, the Safeway. And, you know, he ended up stumbling down the stretch. But he shot 74-75. We all went crazy – when Steph Curry shot 74 74 right. at a web.com tour event last year, is it because Mulder's not as big of a name or what he's, he's retired? Why is this not getting as I, much I, I publicity? I think the not, not as big of a name is, yeah. is a big factor. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Curry and Curry's, you know, one of the most popular athletes probably in the world right now. True. Romo, a quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, now True. he's the face of CBS on Sundays. Mulder, you know, kind of flamed out his career at the end a little bit. He did. 
And, he's only 41, uh, which is crazy. But he's know, been out of baseball forever. Yeah. And uh, he was on that Moneyball team. Yep. But, you know, they yeah. never mentioned the pitching staff in that movie. That's a big bugaboo yeah. I have with that yeah. Movie. Yeah. Well, you're, an, you're an old Shout school baseball guy. So you hate, I mean, they had Tim Hudson. They had Mark Mulder. Yeah. They were yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. But, yeah, anyway. Barry Zito. Was yeah, Barry guy. Zito. Yeah. Mulder was a great pitcher. But, again, he played in Oakland. I mean. Not the, it sounds like he, not like he played for the Yankees. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, anyway, speaking of celebrities, we Golf Digest in our current issue has our newest celebrity uh, golf ranking uh, athletes specifically, which Mulder falls into, obviously. And you know, you got some names on there. This has been an incredible year for these golfers. You had John Smoltz qualify for the U.S. Senior Open. You had Tony Romo win in Tahoe, get to play in a PGA Tour event. Uh, win some other amateur event by like nine shots in Wisconsin. Um, you had Steph Curry shoot a 71 this year on the web.com tour and then shoot 86 in the second round. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll forget happens. about that. He's a little 71 there. Um, totally. And now you have Mark Mulder kind of hanging tough with uh, the PGA Tour guys, at least for 12 holes. Um, it was it was pretty uh, pretty good. But um, I, I do want to say that I, Josh Scobie, who is another friend of the pod, that's why I'm sticking up for him here, <laughs> He's not on the list for some reason. I don't know why. He was number one on the list last time, and he's the one who, if you remember a few years ago, challenged Tiger to a match and all that stuff. Um, he deserved he deserved to be on that list as well. But it's a great list. Our boy, uh, speaking of Yankees, Aaron Hicks is one yeah. of the uh, yep. leaders. Uh, Tyler Clippard, a former Yankee, who Steve, our yeah. buddy, uh, played, <laughs> played with. with. Exactly. Um, he's a plus 1.9. He's one of the best guys. So better, definitely better than he is at pitching. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so check out that list as well. But I want to talk about Jeremy Roenick here. Uh, Chris, you had the opportunity to talk to him recently. And um, he's not only is he a celebrity golfer, but he's actually involved in a golf yep. TV show. What tells us? Yeah, more? he definitely mentioned that a few times. Driver versus driver. I guess he's a host on or a judge on this year, on this season of Wilson driver versus driver. He sounded like he really enjoyed it. He's kind of a golf nerd he says he watches stays up watches european tour in the mornings he was watching the Ryder cup all weekend he was super disappointed with the the u.s's performance Hmm. and uh and speaking of Mulder, he said he believes he's the best out of all the athlete golfers but uh, it was a fun interview thrill for me i'm a big hockey hockey fan he's one of the greatest american-born players of all time fourth american on the points list all time and uh yeah he was you know, it was great. It was a fun interview. I used to wreck teams with him. <laughs> NHL 93 PA. I mean, he was a monster well in that game. I, I actually, I like him because, yeah, he's one of like the 10 hockey players I can still name. They're all, <laughs> they're all pre 2000 where they were really good. Also, you, you did, you, you forgot to uh, bring him upstairs. If you recall, <laughs> you kind of, you kind of snaked him out of the building. This so was none, a big deal. None of us got to meet him or get to, it you was, know, it was bad. Him, right? it yeah. Was, yeah. That was you, you, hand up. Yeah, I, I mean, you me. were in the presence of right, hockey right. greatness. So yeah, you were, yeah, yeah. You got, yeah, you were a little flustered. But. Kind of, yeah. All right, well, anyway, we, we look forward to hearing the interview. Everyone, please have a listen to our talk with Jeremy Roenick. Welcome back to the Golf Digest podcast. I'm Christopher Powers. Today I'm 
Very excited to be joined by Jeremy Roenick. This is a thrill for me. I'm a big hockey fan. Love it. One of the Love it. greatest American-born hockey players ever. I so thank, that. thanks for thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. We're excited. Exciting times going right now. So I'd love to get into hockey and my yep. New York Rangers, but <laughs> this is a golf digest. So we got to start with the. Let's talk about your driver. Your judge on driver versus driver yep. this season. So yep. tell me a little bit about that experience and kind of what people can yeah, expect from it, it, the show. It, it was an awesome experience and to uh, to be able to come and kind of jump out of my element, right? Get out of uh, out of the hockey world and jump into another passion of mine in golf. Um, I am an avid golfer. I call myself a golf snob um, for a lot of reasons. Um, a single digit handicap. So when I got this opportunity to, from the Golf Channel to do driver versus driver, I jumped right at it. Um, I actually begged begged NBC to make sure that I had time that I can uh, set aside to uh, to do the seven episodes. Um, it was a fantastic experience uh, for me to see what goes on in the golf world and how to create these uh, these 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 drivers, the engineering of clubs in general. Uh, I think Wilson did an amazing job of uh, of really teaching me and showing the world uh, how great of, of, of a pro of a process it is to create the next world's best driver. Um, and uh, I, I think uh, I think people are really going to get interested this year because we have all all ranges of contestants. Uh, there's 14, 14 teams that are uh, that are competing. Hundreds and hundreds of uh, of design submissions were given to uh, the Golf Channel, but uh, these last 14 that you will see are ab absolutely spectacular. So there are some really crazy out of this world designs, and then there was a lot of uh, traditional, uh, you know, the, the the clubs and drivers that we're used to seeing. Um, uh, we have a great, uh, great crew with Tim Clark, who is the president of Wilson Sports, myself and Rick Shields, who is a PGA professional and one of the probably the, the world's largest social media club experts uh, and club enthusiasts. So he, uh, we, we have a really good dynamic. So it, people are going to enjoy watching it Tuesday nights, uh, every Tuesday for the next uh, seven weeks, I believe, uh, up until November 13th awesome. on Golf Channel. So. You, you do this show, the NHL, we were just talking before we came in, the NHL season's already back, felt like it just ended. Mm -hmm. Where do you find time to keep your golf game sharp? Oh my goodness, well, listen, it's, uh, luckily I'm not working every single night and I, and I fly back and forth between Arizona, San Diego, and New York. So um, when it gets cold here, um, I'm back in the golf course in Arizona. Um, when I'm on the show here and it's warm enough, I can go out in the morning, play in the morning and be on the show in the afternoon. So. Uh, it's definitely uh, the golf is is in my blood. I can't get away from it. And, uh, you know, to be associated with Golf Channel is really important to me. Uh, I'm an avid watcher. I watch it every single morning. I watch Morning Drive, um, seem to have it on uh, pretty much uh, uh, most of my days because, you know, whether it's dark here, it's it's light in Europe and watching the European tour. So uh, I think I think the Golf Channel has done an amazing job uh, with driver versus driver, especially driver versus driver two. Uh, we've really upped our ante, upped our game, and people are really seeing uh, what it's like to develop these drivers, how it is to hit them. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of balls in the air, a lot of action-packed stuff that happen. We have the Wilson uh, PGA professionals uh, hit the balls. You know, guys like Streelman and and uh, um, um, Matt. I'm sorry, uh, Streelman. Um, Ricky Barnes, uh, we got Powdrick Harrington was on there. Um, a lot of a lot of interesting developments that happened throughout the course of the season. So you're a big fan. 
a lot of chaos uh, this week about the Ryder Cup. Yeah. Did you watch any of it? And Watched kind of what's, it all. Your, what's your take on? I woke my the wife up in the middle of the night, <laughs> screaming and yelling at the television. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, just like a lot of people in the country, very disappointed with how they performed. Um, I understand uh, Tiger's dilemma. He's probably really tired. Uh, there's a lot of golf for him playing in a comeback that he did, coming off an emotional win like he did. Um, I can understand that. I mean, five, oh, oh and five, not good for Tiger, <laughs> or oh and four, that's not definitely not good. I was really surprised with how poorly Dustin Johnson played, um, and it's really disappointing to see um, Patrick Reed come out yeah. and, and start um, opening in his mouth and causing causing uh, the ruckus that he is after playing so poorly. Um, I, if 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 I was on that team, I'd just quietly, you know, move off into the right. shadows, get back to the practice range, and, and get back to practice, get ready for the new season. So you've played on teams your whole life, NHL locker rooms. When they when they get into this one week, they got to be a team. You know, do you think this what we're seeing on the week after? It's just so out of their element that, you know, they go to the media and maybe t it's not something you'd see in the NHL. Is what I'm you, trying you know to what get. I think it is? Uh, golf is such an individual sport. They're out there by themselves. They are playing for themselves. They are um, battling the elements. There's nobody helping them hit shots. Um, they're getting attention from their caddies, obviously, and their coaches. But when they're playing, when they make the mistake, it's their fault. When they win, it's you know, it's it's the team. Um, there's no question that I think because of that individual mentality that they have when they're on the course, uh, I think the egos get a little bit big. And when you put that many egos on a team and that much talent on a team and it doesn't doesn't succeed um it's easy to point a finger it's easy to say not me it's easy um to have that excuse and use it um and unfortunately when you have a a, a, a tournament like the Ryder cup which is i think one of the the premier uh golf uh or sporting events in the world the the tension and the and the hype is is expanded, you know, a hundred times. So unfortunately, um, U.S. did not perform well, and I would I would th think a lot of people probably expected them to win. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's keeping attention off of the individual, and yeah. putting it to team. When mm -hmm. in team sports, you do just the opposite. Yeah. So let's pivot back to your golf game. You finished seventh or better the last three american century mm -hmm. championships you're kind of knocking on the door i am knocking on the door and i finished i finished second in the diamond resorts invitational down in orlando um which is kind of the, ta the tahoe of right. of the east um this year's this year's event in diamond resort is going to be really cool it's going to be a four-day event it's going to be an lpga event champions uh, event so it's going to be really interesting i'm very close uh haven't been able to make those last couple putts to win but uh you know, having that opportunity on Sunday is what yeah. really gets me going. Um, whether I win or not is important, but I like that comp comp uh, competitive edge. I like competing. Um, if I was on Sunday and I was way out, it'd be a little anticlimactic for me. So I like that uh, that that battle, and I think I'm close. But as long as I stay in that battle, that that's an interesting point. You see these other celebrity athletes that are retired, that that uh play competitive mm -hmm. golf is, is that the biggest thing that that competing that pressure that yeah. you, get it, you kind of get it back there's no question I think when especially for um, guys that played contact sports like I did the you get so heated it's that 
that competitive level and those those that those adrenaline juices that get that get into your mind and it's about winning and it's winning and it's doing anything you can to win going through the pain going through the the hardships of being prepared um it's stepping onto that ice in front of 17 18,000 people and um and literally feeling that adrenaline through a building that that competitive juices they they don't go away um the sport goes away, but those competitive juices don't. So when you can play a game or a sport like golf and compete for a long time, um, uh, where that maybe never goes away, uh, whether it's with your buddies or in a tournament setting, um, those, are, those are when you really get excited. You see a lot of hockey players now. Oshie was playing in the mm -hmm. American Century. Pavelski, Pavelski yeah. played pretty well. What is the – there's such different sports, but hockey players – seem to kind of take a liking to it and yep. seem to be pretty good at it. Well, eye-hand coordination is really big in both sports. Um, you you wouldn't think that hitting a ball that just sits still on a tee or on the ground would be that hard to hit. Um, but in hockey, we're, we're, we're hitting that puck coming, you know, 95 miles an hour, and it's the timing, being able to have that timing, using your body, using your the, the hands, the strong forearms, and that's that rotation, whether it's a shoulder rotation or hip rotation, very, very similar in terms of hitting a golf ball, plus the seasons coincide, right? So when you're playing ho playing hockey in the winter, you play golf in the summer, uh, kind of gets you, it's a, it's a nice way to escape the, uh, the brutal mentality of hockey. Is there a foursome you have regularly? Do you play with a lot of NHL guys, former NHL guys? Um, I don't actually, I, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't pal around with too many, too many uh, NHL people. I think I, doing the job that I have to do, I try to stay very neutral. Uh, I have a lot of good friends uh, in the NHL that I still keep in contact with. My, one of my favorites is Chris Chelios, although he's not a very big golfer. So keep that uh, <laughs> keep that to ourselves. Um, but I, I mean, I I have uh, a, a, just a, an array of different uh, different pals of mine that, uh, that I play with regularly. Uh, a couple guys I played with here uh, in the past have been a lot of fun. Marty St. Louis. Um, new, newly elected Hall of Famer. Yep. It's going in, in November. I played a lot of golf with him. Uh, Cam Atkinson, um, Columbus Blue Jackets, very good golfer. So I try to get out as much as I can with, with some of the current guys, but try to keep it to a minimum. And you said you play a lot around here. This is one of the best areas for golf Amazing. in the country. Amazing. Just played Sabonic nice. uh, for the last uh, last couple days. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Liberty, huge fan of Bayonne. I mean, I'm a big Trump supporter in terms of uh, uh, pretty much everything he does, especially his golf. So, um, you know, Trump links over here, the new Trump links is, is fantastic. One of the best golf courses I think on the planet is Trump Bedminster. Yep. If, if, if anybody's ever course. got over there, that, that place is just off the chart and you can go right up to Wingfoot. You can go uh, um, to try to really conquer the, the, the thick rough. Um, Westchester is a great place. There is no, no end for great yep. golf here in the New York area. So back to, back to uh, you playing golf. We see Tony Romo has played in a couple events. Mm -hmm. Stephen Curry, Mark Mulder's playing yep. in the Safeway Open. Is that something you could ever see yourself doing? You got a sponsor's exemption, or do you compete on the side ever? I pray for a sponsor's <laughs> exemption. Pray for one. Yeah. Um, everything I've done has usually been pro-ams. Right. Uh, I've seen, um, obviously... Um, Romo played in the, Mex the, the Mexico tour event. Um, 
you know, some of these guys struggle a little bit, but you can understand why. It's not their sport, but they bring so much attention to the game because they are good golfers. Uh, John Schmaltz played uh, in the senior tour a couple weeks, uh, a couple months ago. That was pretty special. I'm sure Mark Mulder is really excited to yeah. play in Safeway. I mean, that that would be a dream tournament yeah. for me. I'm a big Napa guy, so playing up there, and obviously Mickelson's a big a big force up there at the Safeway tournament. But Mulder, uh, he can he can hang in there with the, with those guys. I, I've seen him uh, shoot extremely low right. numbers and uh, he's pretty calm at the at the helm i think he'll do pretty well it's amazing how just t- how much tougher it gets when the lights go on and you're yeah, actually right? playing in a, in a real deal event curry did well and romo's yep. posted some good scores but yeah i think molder molder is the better of all all of oh them. really yeah um I, I think steph curry has one of the best swings you'll ever see i think smoltz is a grinder he's a good player but molder is uh he's as close to a pga tour player that uh, we have on the celebrity tour that we've seen in a long time and uh, and he, he he lives for this yeah. I and mean, he he will eat this up he'll be so jacked up to play in Safeway I would not be surprised if he uh, if he makes a cut wow all right let's uh we'll finish up with some NHL stuff I'm excited for the season mm-hmm. it starts we're taping this uh Tuesday October 2nd so the season actually starts starts tomorrow, tomorrow. night, tomorrow yep. night. Um, is this the big, biggest Stanley Cup hangover we're ever going to witness with the Capitals after this summer they've had? I don't know. I'll tell you what. It's, it's one of the most anticipated banner raisings, no, yeah. no question, to have their first Stanley Cup win uh, in many, many years uh, in their history. Um, what this city went through this summer and the celebration, the Alex Ovechkin winning his cup, kind of secre- uh, you know, securing his, his spot in history uh, as one of the best players of all time. Um, and a certain surefire, you know, first ballot Hall of Famer. Not a very good golfer, I've seen. Uh, terrible golfer. <laughs> yeah, terrible golfer. Um, I don't know if he knows he's a righty or a lefty. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, his celebration and, and the passion that they had. And now they have a new coach. Not too often that you have a Stanley right. Cup team change coaches in the offseason. Uh, so we'll see how their transition goes with a new coach, new system, new mentality, um, new trust issues. So it's... Uh, but no question they're going to want to get back there and do it again. Now the team they beat, Vegas, they added Max Pacioretty and Paul Stastny, Paul Stastny I believe. Yep. Are they going to you know, go the right back two, to the Cup? Two really good pieces, two amazing pieces, yep. um, and actually probably got better on paper. Uh, they lost James Neal, who was a really great leader um, and good player on the ice, good, uh, good guy in the locker room, but so was Paul Stastny, yep. so was Pacioretty. So, you know, Pacioretty being a c- captain. Uh, in Montreal so they definitely got more scoring but I wonder if they're going to be able to keep that energy that uh, you know that drive that they had last year that edge that they had last year you know they call them the misfits are they misfits this year are they going to have that same kind of uh, mentality night in night out to be able to you know keep up this uh, excitement in Vegas and make it to the playoffs again some people don't think so but everybody's been waiting for them to stop and they haven't done it yet. Right so now, with the added happens. expectations, it'll Correct. be uh, yep. it'll be interesting. Um, Ottawa, a little bit of chaos going around. Terrible. Terrible. Yeah, terrible. I mean, when it, whenever you have a team um, where extracurricular social things yep. get involved, um, whether it's uh, the spouses or the significant others of of players are mentioned. Uh, you know that there's chaos. We're seeing you, that with you, the uh, you know Ryder Cup a, team. Yeah, right you know now. there's a downward spiral yeah. that is uh, that is about ready to happen. Um, there's uh, it's hard enough to play yeah. uh, in a pro- professional sport without having um, 
distractions from the outside and it just uh it takes away from the team atmosphere and ottawa is just uh right now in a uh, in a in a bad position i mean i think they're you know they have a great got a great draft pick in brady kachuk who uh who i've known his whole life so uh, exciting things for him and getting him into the lineup but not knowing whether um duchene is going to stay whether stone's going to stay it's just um it's a tough, tough place to be playing right now. Another Canada team, Oilers, a little bit of a disappointment last year. They've got one of the best players in the game. Do you see them I'll making a what, jump this I'd, year? I've talked to a lot of people in the game, um, and i talked to some coaches, some of my friends that play uh, Edmonton on a regular basis, and one of my friends made a quote to me the other day. said, if Connor McDavid gets hurt, Edmonton's done. So... Um, that doesn't lead doesn't me. Bode well. It doesn't bode well. But Connor McDavid, again, you have to put on the the odds-on favorite to win the MVP every year because he's so dynamic. Yeah. Is there a team that didn't make the playoffs last year that you can see like a New Jersey Devils kind of team that can make the playoff jump this year? Um, I think LA is going to be a really good team this year. I think they've added a couple pieces. Getting Kovalchuk is going to really help their offense, which they need desperately. I think another healthy year for Jonathan Quick is going to be good. Um, if Kopitar can have repeat the season that he had this year, and, and Brown can also repeat the year that he had last year, uh, this team is going to be much better and much more um, prepared after missing the playoffs last year. Uh, Buffalo Sabres are, really? are going to be fun to watch, yes. finally. Yeah. Um, I think the w the changes that Botterill made to that team, getting Skinner on that on that team, getting Sabotka on that team, Berglund from St. Louis, um, and they got a goaltender that I think will um, that will give them that security and that uh, and that protection blanket when things break down. I, I think they're going to be a lot of fun to watch this year. A similar question, but with a player, a breakout player, young guy. Who do you think that is this year? Well, I think uh, you know you watched last year. Matthew Barzal was was spectacular. He really came out and and did some amazing things. I'm really looking forward to seeing this young kid in uh, in Detroit, their first round draft pick, if he's going to stick with the team. Uh, this kid is as offenses as I get him. His name is escaping me right now. Um, the first pick for Detroit. Um, oh, it's yeah. It's a sound. It sounds like a Russian <laughs> name, but uh, I'll think about. It. Off the top of my head, I wasn't <laughs> expecting that question. I should know that, but uh, yeah. Who was their first pick this year? It was amazing because Kenny Holland ran up to the podium after <laughs> after Arizona bypassed this kid, and um, he's he's probably he's probably known as the the most offensive guy uh -huh. in Philip this. Zadina, oh, Philip okay. Zadina, yeah, Zadina. So this kid is just just packed full of offensive talent. Uh, if he plays in the league this year, I'll be really interested to watch to see if he makes that uh, as much of an offensive impact as 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 he has the you know capabilities of. Now to my New York Rangers, is the is the future kind of looking up, but the present this year looks like it could be. Uh, a rough one it's it you know whenever you hear the word rebuild it's got to scare you yeah as a fan it's got to scare you as a player um especially if you're if you're Henrik Lundqvist sitting in that in that net without uh, a cup in his in his possession um that's a tough thing although they do have some really good young pieces and it depends how they how they how they grow how they develop early 
Um, I've watched them a little bit during the preseason. They have a lot of speed, uh, a lot of tenacity. I've uh, won, some, won some hockey games in preseason, but obviously that's preseason. So they're going to be, they're gonna be uh, I think, exciting to watch um, with their speed and their dynamics. But still, when you have young pl- a lot of young players like they have, um, you know, Kreider's got to have a – he's got to have a bounce back year this year. He's got to stay healthy. Um, my boy Zuccarello has got to find a way to get more points yeah. on the board. Um, but uh, there's no question that they have the capabilities of having a good season, but it's going to be hard when you rebuild. I do love the coach. What, what's your thoughts on Quinn? Hey, he's, he's, he's the Boston guy. Yeah. You know, he's a BU guy. He's a guy that uh, – that I grew up uh, kind of in the same era of uh, his his days at BU and then coaching at BU. Very, very smart hockey man. And, uh, you know, you see a lot of now these college coaches and a lot of younger coaches coming in from the from the AHL that are now getting jobs in the National Hockey League and kind of changing over that, uh, you know, changing of the guards, so to speak. Um, I guess the... The, a lot of coaches aren't re- being regurgitated. A lot of new. That's an, that's what Quinn is going to do here. He's going to bring some nice youth, youthful enthusiasm to the coaching, and I'm sure he's a very, very big, um, I think, player relationship guy. So I think the guys will like playing for him here. All right, let's do Stanley Cup pick. Really hard. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna look on the West. Everybody thought Winnipeg would probably uh, sneak into that Stanley Cup. Got upset by by Vegas, but. They're so stacked full of talent, um, uh, I, I and their goaltender is going to have another big year. So I would not be surprised if Winnipeg gets in out of the West. Never count out Nashville. Yep. St. Louis is going to have a good team. San Jose is going to be really yep. strong. Carlson. Really strong. Two of the best defensemen in the National Hockey League. Um, and I think out of the East, don't never count out Washington to repeat, but Tampa is going to be really good. And the team that I'm looking forward to watching the most is going to be Toronto. They're going to be there's going to be an offensive juggernaut yep. this year with Tavares up there. It's going to be great. Yeah, that's a, that's a scary team. All yeah. right, we'll end on we've we've covered this in the past. Um, you you're known for wrestling a gator on the course. Yeah, I've tried to <laughs> jump. I've tried to jump on a gator and the rattlesnake. Are you just? I mean, you took a puck to the face once, <laughs> so it's kind of like. Yeah, everybody says, do you have like a, a, a you know, a, a slow, painful death wish? <laughs> um, I don't really think about it. I, I try to, I try to, you know, push those elements, push the, push the docket, sort of, so to speak. So far, I've been lucky. Um, in my old age, I think I got to slow down just a little bit. But uh, <laughs> I, I have a really just a, a keen desire to do things that maybe you wouldn't do. And uh, life is short. You gotta enjoy <laughs> yeah. it, but uh, sometimes, sometimes the rattlesnakes or the, the gators might be a little bit too much. But um, I live, I live with the with the rattlesnakes every day, so they're yeah. in my yard every day. Sometimes you gotta get you gotta get rid of them. Yep. So I'll get rid of them the way I need to. All right. Well, we look forward to the watching you on NBC Driver versus Driver. Driver versus NHL Driver Golf season. Channel. It's gonna be great. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, every Tuesday um, until November thirteenth, and then. November 14th, the new Wilson driver will go on the market worldwide, and uh, it's, it's, it's a hell of a ride. Wait till, you see, wait till you see the stuff that happens in this, this season's uh, driver versus driver, too. It's pretty fun. Awesome. Appreciate you uh, coming on. Thank you, you Jeremy, Ron- Jeremy Ronick. You got it. Thank you. All right, thanks again to Jeremy Roenick for joining us, and uh, everybody check out Driver vs. Driver on Golf Channel. And, you know, Chris or Keeley, I mean, to be on that show, you have to kind of 
know your stuff with equipment, don't you? Yeah, I feel like that's like the the true mark of a of a golf nerd. Yeah. <laughs> if you can hold a conversation yeah. about yeah. like aerodynamics and yeah. like the physics of hitting a golf ball, I mean, like he's he's the real deal. Yeah, I don't <clears throat> I don't know how people know that stuff. I'm like I'm like the <laughs> I'm like the least uh, gearhead or whatever. I don't know yeah. what the term. Like people, yeah. we were looking at those clubs last yep. week, and yep. you were like, I was like, I, I don't. Know. And I'm not a bad I'm not a bad player. I. I can get it around. And Factual, I, he's a decent player. I have no <laughs> idea like what I'm hitting. Well, it's, it's funny, bad. right, because we were both eyeing the same club, and I was like, well, is it a stiff shaft or a regular shaft? And you were like, I have no idea. Oh, and that's, my God. That's literally the only thing I know that's because right, I right. look and I just yeah. look for the R or the S. Yeah. It's not like it's that. And and then it was actually, I think, like an X, and so neither of us knew, but that's even <laughs> extra stiff. I should have known. I should have known. Feel I know I'm, I'm embarrassed. But Powers and total, I, we're, we're feel, feel, feel players. players. Feel oh, players. Yeah. We, yeah. We, we work the 60. You we, play without you know, a glove. I know like glove. Your total right. feel. Exactly. So. Good God. Anyway. All right. We, we'll work on that. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, give out some awards here. Best one-day story that goes to Fred Couples, who shot 65 on Friday at the Safeway. He is 59 years old. He hinted this could be his last non-Masters. Uh, of course, he qualified qualifies right. for that for a while because he won. Uh, Non-Masters PGA Tour event. Guys, how impressed were you with Fred Couples? I mean, he hasn't even been playing on the senior well, tour was, much. My question was going to be, when was the last time he played in a PGA Tour event? I yeah. Well, he, he usually plays, he tries to play at Riviera. Right, uh, right. Yeah. But I don't even know. Again, this year, I, I really think he only played a handful of uh, Champions Tour events. I mean, he's, yeah. you know, the back. I know. It's, it's too bad because it's, it's crazy that he has such back problems with such like a smooth swing, like right. the smoothest swing ever. Right. But, uh, yeah, very impressed with his week. And uh, I think it's good. Just just play the Masters every year. Maybe just go all out and scare it one more time. Maybe I, I doubt it. But, uh yeah, I'm impressed with uh, 65 this weekend for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I was going to talk about his swing as well. I think it's, you know, such a comment on the benefits of a swing like his. Like, I feel like people are more and more trending towards these, like, faster, more violent-looking swings. Yeah. And a guy who even has back problems, the fact that he can still play, it's 100% because of his swing. So I think it's it's cool to see that like kind of like stand the test of time and be like this is how you have longevity into I mean he's he's an old dude yeah. <laughs> like yeah. and he can still and he play. Still crushes yeah. It. yeah. Well, you know, it's funny though because it, it could, our guest last week on the podcast was Tom Watson and again, this was what Fred Couples did last week was amazing. But at the same age, Tom Watson almost won the British Open. I still that can't is, even talk about it. I'm so upset, you're so it upset. didn't happen. Well, it's... another friend of the podcast, Stuart Sink, though, <laughs> oh, we had him on. So I don't. I feel torn there. Uh, no, I know. I'm just saying. It's just crazy that, you know, again, 59 to do anything on a PGA Tour event's amazing. Let alone almost winning a major, absolutely amazing. All right, most overblown headline, and this happens every year, but it's, you know. The start of the FedEx Cup in the first, you know, we get hammered over the head with who's leading the standings. It's one event. <laughs> you know, they have the projections going. We have Kevin Tway now yeah. is the leader. I mean, this yeah. is his year. This is his year. <laughs> he was number one on the FedEx Cup list. I, first of all, that it seems a little much. Second of all, I'm as big of, and I know we talk about this, I'm as big of a golf fan as there is. We all are. 
don't you want there to be a bigger break? Uh, I would love, I would love yeah. a bigger break for sure. It's yeah. just tough to get, yeah. especially after the Ryder Cup, and you get right, you're like, oh, imagine, they're playing again. Imagine like, how they feel. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if right. we're we're tired, yeah. <laughs> imagine turning around and playing. Yeah. It's and it's just I want to be able to kind of sit back and appreciate the season that just happened. And you right. can't even differentiate yeah. like when a new season ends and begins. I don't know. It's too much. Too much for yeah, me. Yeah, just like it was. I mean, it was Patton Kazire's year last year yep. when he won. That's right. That's <laughs> he right. won and, twice, and then he yeah. really struggled really, like, the rest yeah. of the way. So I know it seems right. <laughs> that's right. a great it's, point. It's like two. He won two events, and right. then I don't. I don't think he made it to the tour championship. Yeah, he just missed. Yeah. Or he made it on the last number. Oh, shoot, I forgot. But he was Justin, the bubble guy. The point Justin is, Rose yeah. won, though. He won in, like, October last year. Yeah, he, he won, won the, the Shanghai. WC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The WGC. Yeah. No, but, but the point is, though, when you think back, that doesn't even feel like... It was that season. That season, right. Because, like, like, I was thinking about before. Rose's season also, and I'm like... Everyone well, forgot. He, right. I'm like, well, he yeah. won the one... Right. I'm like, oh, yeah, he did win in the fall. That counts for this year. It just, yeah. it just seems kind of weird. Because they do, they do take a little bit of a gap coming up in December. Yeah. But... I don't know. It still just doesn't see. I feel like you would just everybody would be so much more into the the mm-hmm. kickoff if it was, had a little more break. Um, okay, uh, we got our pros are just like us. The, this week it goes to John Peterson, who's trying to be just like us. He's trying to <laughs> regain his amateur status. Now John Peterson last year kind of came out with this. Oh, I'm I'm going to lose my tour card, and if I lose my tour card, I'm retiring. Then he lost his tour card, and he retired. Then he came back a week later. Then he came back a couple months later. Now he wants to be an amateur. Brett Favre. Uh, what is, yeah, Brett Favre. It, it, it's Favre-esque. He can't give it up. But first of all, should he even be allowed to? I know you're allowed to do this technically, regain your amateur right, status. Right, right. This mm-hmm. was a PGA Tour player for multiple years. NCAA champ. Right? NCAA champ. Um, he never won on the PGA Tour, but he, you know, he finished like fourth at the U.S. Open. He should be allowed to. Like compete against me if I wanted to. And I, I mean, I stink. But like Max or you know Max, say Max, who we you know who we work with, who tries to get into the USAM. He has gotten into the USAM before. He might have to face John Peterson down the road. Uh, to me, that just like why would you even want to do that? That's not right. You're, you're looking at me like you, yeah. you disagree. Uh, what's what's wrong with that? <laughs> because he's too good. He's too good. He was a PGA Tour you're pro. You're too good. I don't want to play against you. It's not you. fair. Well, it's, they have to take some time off you don't just right. go like i'm an amateur again right. like right whatever like it's gonna be well, that's however the, much time well i looked at it too that's what's weird too it says a period of one to two years and then it says or if you competed on a tour for a length of time it's a even more amount of yeah. time but they don't they're not specific about it so yeah my point is well, i don't it's like how good you were how many right you know, that but, all plays but into it's not it. within the spirit then if you turn pro and you were a good pga tour player which he was. He was he, good. Right. Yeah. Um, I just don't get it. I don't see the even well, my, the appeal for him. Is is the motivation to compete in amateur events? Then why is he like why trying not, to why go not right? Why not? Try, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just exactly. Keep, just keep playing in pro. Events. If you want, if you still want to compete, why right. not just keep trying to? Well, like he won't even be able if he's gonna go like become a normal person, right? Like us, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> Poor guy, right? Um, Chump. Like he won't even be able to like join a club and play in the member guest. If you're, you know, if you're a pro, if you're a pro, I mean, it's not like he's trying to, I, I mean, speaking, I don't think that's true. Yeah. I, that, think, I, I don't, I don't know. Because I, they're, I they, know. they, local, they local get role. money. For, I mean, they give out cash prizes in those events. He can't, you don't give up your amateur status by playing in a member <laughs> guest. But I'm saying, I don't, <laughs> the I, Calcutta but doesn't. I think, he, I think he could still play in it. 
I don't think so. Are you do you think he's trying to like get his amateur stats back so he can go like crush everyone at the mid am? I think Is he's trying he to be happening? in the headlines. I think he's trying to be in the headlines again. <laughs> That's what I think he's trying to do. Yeah, I think he's. It's I like, think he's realized. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. There are yeah. <laughs> there are plenty of like tour pros who have gone on to get their amateur status back who didn't make a big deal about it. Like right. I mm-hmm. understand that part of the argument, but I don't think there's anything wrong with letting a pro get their amateur status okay, fine. back. But right. They they maybe waited a little. I mean he just stopped playing again for the third time this year. I think year. you're just tired of his announcements. <laughs> <laughs> I think he doesn't mind I think he doesn't mind the headlines. Uh, I don't think he doesn't. Okay. <laughs> Nugget stat of the week. The, the, the first event went to a playoff um, obviously won by Kevin Tway over Ryan Moore and Brent Snedeker. Uh, Chris, you're familiar with this. There were a lot of playoffs last year because you oh, were, were always <laughs> our Sunday night guy and you're, you're whining and moaning about it. But I just <laughs> I wanted it. to I point out the that there were, there were 12 last year, which wow. is it's a decent amount. There were nine before the Masters, so that's why it seemed like yes. a lot. No, they were yeah, all it was, in the winter. It was, every week. it was crazy. But the record is 2011, 18 playoffs. I, I I can believe it. I remember it's almost half the tournament. Just being a, a golf yeah. fan before yeah. I came here, like always wanting a playoff, obviously. Right. But now you don't. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would I would say it would be under this year. Although we've already got one. We already have one. One for one. So. Yeah, I wonder what the line was if if you could have bet that. That's a good question. Yeah. Only we would think that that could be it. I was gonna yeah. say <laughs> this new gamble. Well, okay, yeah. Well, if speaking of which, speaking of which, we're gonna do our CIMB picks now. Um, Chris, I'll let you start. You're you're one of our big gambling guys now. <laughs> every time, by the way, every time we have him on the podcast, I just talk about how much of a degenerate gambler he is, and I really hope that like his mom or someone's listening. It's great, or, or his, his girlfriend. They, they, they probably think um, you're just kidding. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's all a joke. Sure thing. It's all a joke. Um, anyway, who do you like this week? I'm gonna go back to the well on uh, Bo Hustler. Mm. Um, even though Old. I, I was following him over the week or. On Friday, I guess it was, and he like he always has like these blow up holes. So mm-hmm. I think if mm-hmm. if he can just avoid that, obviously he did the few times he got in contention last year, and he struggled on Sundays a bunch last year too. But you know he's too he was in your sleeper thing. I think yep. he's, he's way too good. Way too good. You know you see a guy like Toy win like you know it's his it's kind of hustler's turn to to grab a uh, first yeah. career victory. Okay. So I'm gonna go. What back, what are, what are his odds this week? Similar, like forty to one ish, probably. That's a good question. Yeah. I'll, I'll look it up while um, Keely makes. Yeah, you talk about he's big. Fifty. Fifty. 50 okay, that, that's pretty solid, especially yeah. because again, this is a, a smaller field. It's not a seventy-eight players. Seventy-eight players, so it's like half the size of a regular field. Yep. So, fifty to one. That's pretty decent. I would and take. It's, it's yeah, yeah kind of like it. It's not a great <laughs> field either. It's better better than last week at least. Yeah, top, there's Thomas. Top there's wise. Leishman. There's Xander. Xander, Kyle Stanley, who's in the top 30 yep. players in the world yep. now. Uh, Rafa, Usazen. So it's decent. It's you, decent you mentioned game. his blow-up holes and Sunday, and it was at uh, Ridgewood, right, where he went out of bounds <laughs> three times in a row <laughs> on the first tee on, on Sunday. Oh, yes, that's that was right. unreal. Oh, Good way man. to start the yeah. day. So No, no, but I, putting him on the sleepers list was almost like cheating because right. I think he was my he, one do-over from last year, and he's just – Unquestionably, going to be. I mean, he should have won last year, and right. that, that would have. I wouldn't have been able to put got him on. Poltered. Poltered, poltergeist. Yeah. Got poltergeist. Got daggered <laughs> by poltergeist. All right, Keely, who do you like? Um, I like Kyle Stanley. Mm. Twenty-five to one seems that's pretty solid. decent odds for a guy that finished in the top ten like seventy-five times last year. You can check yeah. that stat. Mm-hmm. 
Um, <laughs> Close. <laughs> I I mean I just expected him to win a couple times last year, and um, hey, might as well break through now. Yeah. Um, similar odds, Cameron Smith, thirty to one. Mm. Uh, obviously, he's you know he won in Australia, then he, he won at the Zurich. Uh, he, he had a really strong playoff push, a few top fives, and again, you know. It, I feel like all these odds, I feel like Cameron Smith, you know, 30 to 1, he'd probably be like 40 to 1 at a typical yeah. event. But this is, the, the, the field's cut in half. I, I'm yeah. kind of liking all these odds. I, I right? kind of want to no, like, a, bet, I mean, I know Powers, <clears throat> you live in New Jersey. You can actually make these bets. I might have to follow yeah. you and, and put some in myself because, I don't know, you're seeing some good value out there. Got Ernie Els down there, 300 mm. to 1. Mm, Come yeah. on. Stay, staying away <laughs> from Could be that. a stay away. <laughs> <laughs> Stevie was talking about... Uh, Satoshi Kodiara. He was oh, he's he's at the bottom of the convincing board. Convincing himself to bet on him. Yeah, yeah. I, he's like plus. I don't get it. Whatever. I I, I did. I know because um our you know Joel who's usually on the podcast too. He did a, a stats thing last week, and I forgot the exact stat, but it was something about Satoshi that he was the only player who won and then finished at a certain. Like he basically did nothing else the rest of the I day. I mean, maybe like the most under the radar win. Yeah. In mm-hmm. PJ Tour because no one saw it because it was like yeah. The tea times got moved up like six hours That's in right. Town or whatever. That's right. So no one saw it live, thanks to CBS. But that that was odd to see him, you know, usually yeah. at the bottom it's of PGA the board. Tour yeah. Like he's below Ernie Els. He's below Davis Love, who's down there. Um, yeah. Also, oh, before we go, I do want to mention that we have, and this is Chris Powers is doing as well, a, uh, a work basketball game. <laughs> first time. Tomorrow yeah, night. Very excited. People are in the city. We actually don't know what court it's going to be on yet. We we scouted. We're we, scouting locations yeah. still. But if you're in the World Trade Center area and you see an outdoor court, you might see some very unathletic. We might need. Golf we might riders. need an extra body. Yeah, we, we if need you're, a if bunch you're of bodies. A doctor, like, <laughs> yeah, please, and also if you're a doctor, stay, stop, stand like, by. Referee, orthopedic surgeons, yeah, yeah. cardiologists. Yeah, just because Keely, you're not even going to be there, and you're you're in, no, my brother's getting. Oh, you're actually in good shape. Thank you. Not, yeah, we're none of us are. Yeah. <laughs> He's a runner. Yeah, you actually run and exercise. <laughs> but I haven't like shot a basketball since I was about. That's okay because people are going to be dropping. True. Dead on this court. <laughs> so all you have to do is be standing and you'll I be doing well. I am so upset I'm missing this. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, uh, <laughs> good. have a good wedding weekend yeah, then, Keely. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Chris and I will try to survive this basketball game. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to Jeremy Roenick for joining us. Uh, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts if you haven't done so already. And check back next week to see if A, we're alive, and B, who our guest is. Bye.